So today we are reviewing Passing. And the movie, thank goodness, has the same name. Thank God. That always just makes me so much more happy when the movie has the same name. Me too. Um, so let's talk about the book. All right. I know this was my pick. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to preface by saying the book came out in 1942. Okay. So it's close to 100 years old, so keep that in mind. Although when you think about it, though, it being that old, it, it actually was really good. Um, <laughs> I mean, compared to the others that we've read from like the 1920s. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, thank you for putting that in a perspective, Lynn, because I forgot how old it was. But um, but one of the reasons that I wanted to read it was because, you know, there's so much race and tension and things going on in the world today. So I just figured this would be a good book that we could just kind of read. And for me, any, for me, just to see whether or not there are some similarities in this book compared to sort of what's going on in the world today. Um, I don't know if you guys saw any, I couldn't really pinpoint a lot, um, Except for, of course, passing, because there's so many people that try to pass for a different race um, to sort of fit in. Um, but I think we also see a lot more people just trying to pass for a lot of other things just to fit in. And it's not necessarily about race um, these days. But I don't know. I'm curious. Did you guys find any of that in the book? I didn't. Um, nothing that I can kind of pinpoint that relates to to now. So I was on this like TikTok rabbit hole, like when I read the book and there was a, um, well, she, she identifies as Caucasian and she found out after her grandmother passed away that her grandmother was from like North Carolina and she moved right. across the country to California and they did like the ancestry DNA testing or whatever and found out that she was African-American and she was like, I had no idea. And because her life, her grandmother's life was so bad in North Carolina um, whatever was going on, um, racial issues, I mean, North Carolina back then, she moved to California and built this whole life that was new, kind of denouncing her like culture and her past. Mm-hmm. And the younger girl who was like now 30, 35 could not understand it. And so a lot of people were commenting and saying, like, you have to put yourself in the perspective of making that life choice to basically survive. Like you can die at any moment or you can choose a life to live and it might not be the original culture that you are from but you become passing because you have that privilege mm-hmm. so that's what i correlated the book to like yeah and i would imagine that that was hard for her to understand because most people who have the privilege don't understand it because it's such a natural way of life for them that they don't get that they have it yep so yep. you have something that real TikTok also. No, I was just saying, yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what'd y'all think of the book? It was a little slow. A little slow, a little boring. I um... liked the book. I didn't like the ending, but I liked the book. That's what got me. Like the story building up, it was interesting listening to them because they didn't go into descriptions about how this person feels and why this happened and things of that nature. It was a little slow. Like I probably would have liked a little bit more dynamic. But I don't know if it got more dynamic would we had lost the um, sort of the point of it and what the characters are feeling. But the end was garbage. And I was just disgusted in the way the book ended. 
Right. I mean, I thought it was cool. I, I mean, after I, you know, I soaked it up and was pissed off. It's like, okay, you're coming up with your own ending, and does the ending even really matter? It's just all about what all of the different views of each person and all the different twists and turns of everyone's life. You could see every direction of it. I mean, she's been passing all this time, getting everything she thought she wanted, and she still wasn't happy because she wanted to be with her people. She had to hide. Imagine going nine months pregnant and terrified that your child might come out looking as if they were Black when you've lied to the point where you can't have any more kids. Not that you don't want to, but you can't. Because if you do, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And actively, like, making those jokes with her husband, like, about race and stuff. So, like, hey, me. You can't even, like... You can't even be like, oh, well, it was something that I was hiding. No, you were like, in, like involved in mm-hmm. the hate. Yeah. I don't know how that is possible. Like, that would make me sick to my stomach. It, it probably crushed her every day. And then looking at, um, what's her name? Right. Irene. Irene's life. Yeah. Where she, to me, had it all. But still, you know, a lighter more different person still as a woman was what she felt like was a threat to her. I don't know that I even really, I don't know. I felt the the husband was overly flirtatious and I would have had to punch him in the face, but I don't necessarily know that I ever got that they went any further. So it's interesting because in the book, I didn't get that he was very flirtatious. I thought that she was just being extremely insecure, which I thought was interesting that she was being insecure because this woman looked so white, which brought out the insecurities of maybe just her life and her skin color and what she was, you know, moving towards, even though it seemed like she was on top of the world. That's how I perceived it too, Treva. Yeah, I, I'm with Rhea. I thought that um, they were overly flirtatious, um, mainly because, and, and I think it's a little bit of both, because I felt like she was insecure also, but, but because she was so beautiful, um, so per the book, um, but she was light, but she was so beautiful on the top of that or whatever. I think she was a little bit envious of that. Um, but I did feel like a little bit of flirtations on both ends, flirtation on both ends. And see, the 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 movie to me made me think she was she was thinking more into it when it was. But when I read the book, I absolutely was thinking, okay, they messed around, even though it didn't say it. Just reading the book, I would have assumed that. So when I watched the twist of the movie, it was like, eh, maybe it was he just she he just needed to be told to cut it out before I had to stab you. That's funny, right? I got the exact opposite. Me too, like, Lynn. I got the exact opposite. I feeling. was thinking that it was like the insecurity of her being like, you know, she's more passing than I am. It's my own identity with my own like color issues. And then seeing her husband get along with somebody that maybe would have made his life easier if she was more passing type thing and jealousy jealous of like that connection with another woman is all I like saw or perceived of it not really like a like they were messing around behind the um, scenes it was more like she just is not funnier but smarter and more attractive more charming but that's what her insecurities was giving out to me yeah. But I also felt, felt like just some of the angles and the scenes in the movie also gave me a little bit of maybe her husband felt some kind of way with how she was acting with the white man. Like some flashes of that when he was like kind of because when she first said something and she's easy on the eye reading the book, I was thinking he was like, she sure is. But in the movie, it wasn't. It was more like, 
like here she go again right i you know what i forgot about that part in the movie but when she said easy on the eye in the book my mind went to directly to oh she's feeling insecure about this woman and she thinks that this woman is more beautiful because she's more passing um and then when the then when the husband was seeing like her interaction with that with the i can't think of the man saying the white rich guy you know he kind of kept looking at her talking to him like and then they they were kind of like you know in each other's face and stuff so i was like you know maybe his insecurities made him go after her the other woman too yeah there's a lot of different it was angles. i mean it was a lot of different angles i'm sorry champagne were you no, but i was gonna say the same thing it's a lot of it's about i guess it's all about perspective because i i just feel like um she did definitely have insecurities I think it was slight flirtation, but more of um, her on her end, like um, more of her being like just her charming self. Because I feel like she did that at the party. She was just more charming and more um, wanting to converse with every, everyone versus Rennie, just kind of more quiet, I guess. I don't know. It, it, it's definitely her insecurities for sure. I didn't get that they were messing around at all. <laughs> But you know what is weird? You can tell just from the whole aspect of Rennie's the one running the dinner parties, Rennie's the one doing all this, that her personality may have been closer to um, Claire's until Claire came in the picture. Because everybody was like, Rennie, Rennie, Rennie. So, so Rennie probably had this personality until Claire came in the picture. And then like she, she was a fun person in the group. She hosted everybody. Because she did. She hosted the party. She, was, she ran things. So obviously... She had to have that kind of personality, but somehow once Claire was there, it was almost like if you look in the circle, her and Claire were the only really, really light ones. Yeah. So maybe maybe Claire made her insecurities come out because she was now competition for her, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. All like, the way she, that was that great role. And yeah, then all, she's kind of like, not overshadowed, but like took that role from her because you know, we've all been in situations where we're the token black person or like things like that. And so sometimes like feeling that pressure to be like a certain politically correct and that customer service voice, like things like that come into play with not just the passing aspect, but like being adaptable. So I'm putting my mindset into like 1920s when the book was supposed to be set to, that would have made a lot of sense. I agree with um, Rhea with the... Um... She she basically took her shine in all aspects with her being lighter, her being prettier, and her being more social. So yeah, I, I can see that for sure. And her man. And, and her, her man. And her man. And her man. Yeah. And she, like she was so happy that the um God, I feel so bad. I can't think of the guy's name. The the rich guy wasn't really interested in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the relationship between the guy that you're talking about and Arlene, I think also demonstrates even though Arlene was all about her black husband and her black kids, that maybe she still had that thirst to. Was that her name? With the Irene. I was going to tell you it was Irene. Irene. Sorry. That's my mom's name. So I was just like, wait, was that her name? You can just change the name. Sorry. You know me. I'm going to change a name and a title at the drop of a dime. Um, <laughs> White man's name is Brian. Brian. Yeah, Brian. Okay. So it was going to drive me crazy. I had to look Irene's it up. <laughs> relationship with Brian, know that closeness and all of that is sort of like, okay, like, so were you really trying to really, really trying to be close with the white community, even though you're kind of perpetrating? Like, I just feel like there was identity struggles with every person in that movie or in that book. Well, and in the movie, since we're talking about the comparison of the movie already. Um, well, no, no, I fully agree. 
I felt like um, she only passed in certain areas. She tried to just to enjoy the day. Like I'm going to enjoy lunch and I can just be to myself or whatever. I don't think she, I think she used it to her advantage when she needed to. I don't think she was trying hard to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one was really like trying to be right. like, yeah. Yeah, she she cool down. Right. And to me, nose, all lips. I don't even know anybody didn't look. All they did was see color and kept on looking, which is so interesting. All they did was see the tone. Because as soon as I turned it on, I'm like, like, there's no way in in the world they would pass for white, for me. But as she said, as she said, it's very easy for us as Black people. We know the difference. Yes. But white people don't know the difference. I expected like a Lisa Bonet looking somebody because I'm like, I was thinking about that when it came to casting. I'm not getting into the casting, but when it came to like the whole colorism portion of it and the passing issue, I was like hoping that they didn't actually get someone that was biracial or had like more of a white look to them. I wanted them to still have the African-American look, but just have the lighter tone because that's what it's all about is like being 100% African-American, but having the passing skin tone. And so when a movie came on, it was a little slow and weird so I was like what's happening but I also was like oh okay okay they actually got a black person thank you right I I, I agree with you I'm glad that they did that also because we could tell off the bat 1000% and um was not a white woman so I guess moving to the movie moving to the movie <laughs> um one of the questions I was asking or I was thinking about was whether or not of course the author had any involvement but Lynn, you shared with me that what now? <laughs> um, she was born in um, 1891 and passed away in 1964. Mm-hmm. And they didn't start production on this. We were all even being thought yeah. of. So it's exactly. a belief that no, that's a negative. <laughs> I hope she wasn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the time frames. But um, the reason why I asked is because, in my opinion, I don't know how you guys felt. I felt like that adaptation was so on point um, because I hated the ending in the movie also. Mm-hmm. But even though the movie was slow and, and quite boring because it followed the storyline of the book to me, which was slow, I just felt like it was so on point. I can't pinpoint anything or even any characters that I wasn't happy with. You know what, though? They did change um, her calling Claire. Because in the book, she did not call Claire to warn Claire about her husband. In the movie, she, she called call Claire. Did she? Yep. I remember that in the movie. She just wasn't able to get her on the phone. Oh, oh that's right. right. You're right. And I was just like, to me, that's what I would picture somebody doing. You know what? I ain't about to make all these fat ride and I'm over. But I just, knowing the consequences of Claire being caught, jealous or not, I just don't see it. I don't see us doing that to one another. No, not at all. Which goes back to showing that, you know, she really was jealous of her because why wouldn't you warn someone? This could be life or death, obviously. Um, and to not in the book, especially in the book, for her not to have called her at all. Yeah. That's, yeah, I couldn't do that in good conscience. So. Yeah, it was good though, Treva. I actually think it was a good pick. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I mean, I have had a few already, but I think it was a good pick. It wasn't, it was not bad. It was just slow. But other than that, it wasn't bad at all. I do. I don't, <laughs> I feel like in the movie that Cl- Rennie damn near pushed Claire into her husband 
to her husband. Oh no, you guys go. No, I'm okay. You guys go. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh yes. She was trying to happen. Yeah. What's not going to happen. I'll be like, sit down, wait for me. (laughs) I don't care how long I take. You don't wait for me. You messed up in the beginning. Cause like, yeah, no, you, this woman is the most flirtatious person you have ever met. And you, you and your husband was already having issues. Right. Exactly. Don't be mad now. And do y'all agree with the husband's issues about how they're raising their kids and I agree with the husband 100%. That's what I think is really pointed to nowadays. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. But that was in the movie, but that that perspective wasn't in the book, right? I I think that was a little twist in the Yes, it was. It was in the book. I don't remember that. I don't remember. She was talking at the dinner table and she was, and he was trying to tell her about people not uh, liking you because you're black and calling you the N word. And she said, no, we are not going to talk about this right now. No, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, okay. You know what? You're right. I just feel like they made it more prominent in the movie. Maybe mm-hmm. they, they expanded that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I agree with I agree with the daddy 100% on that. Like, you can't sugarcoat it. I'm sorry. And it's not Let like they were babies. Now. Let them know now. Exactly. Who was born into it. Let them know now. Right. Because to me, that conversation, not having that conversation is what leads to kids getting getting hurt after I just hurt, been watching. Unsafe. Mm-hmm. In the too trusting, especially in that time, way too trusting. So having that like open candid, uh, candid conversation is like so necessary, especially when it comes to like a life and death like situation, mm-hmm. potential. Seven right. years old and mine and had that conversation about six times already. Not no jokes aside. You're right. going to you're gonna okay, hear now one, you're overdoing it. You're going to hear it once a week because I'm going to need you to pay attention. <laughs> like, pay attention. So my only other issue with this movie is... If okay, so her husband, she, Rennie knew, or her husband knew that he she thought that it was something going on with them too, because she said it to him, right? So my thing is, if my husband, if my husband suspected that I thought he was cheating for a second, I feel like he would be more likely not to be in hidden corners with Claire. Right. He was all in the corner talking. Like I'm gonna let you get her her face. Can you say it? Did she say something to in the book? I don't know. I know in the movie. She never said it. She never said anything. She implied it in the movie. I don't know about the book. She made little weird comments, but as we all know, men don't get those. If you don't say it, boom, right here, they don't hear it. They don't see it. They don't even get it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're right. I mean, he shouldn't have done it, but I felt like if you had a problem with it, you got to be a woman about it and say it. Like, I'm going to need you to get up out of her face. Mm Mm-hmm. Or we're going to have a problem because there's a lot of faces I can get up into. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> we see it, Jaja. Lower, slow it down. Jaja. So what did y'all think about the casting picks? I like, I'm a big fan of Tessa. Tessa mm-hmm. Thompson, Rennie. Yeah. I, I like the casting, actually. I, don't I was really comfortable with it. Like. I mean, I thought they were good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good pick. I mean, even Claire's husband, I hated him. <laughs> when a character makes me hate them, I'm like, oh, you're a good actor. <laughs> they also talked about how how attractive he was, and he was an attractive white man. I mean, I just think they did really good with him. They did. Yeah, the worst part of that movie is when he was talking about, you know, black people and 
you know, Claire sitting there laughing, like, hmm, like, look at that. And then Rennie just like, she was so uncomfortable <laughs> and so angry that she just bust out laughing, like, y'all are, you're, y'all tripping right now. Like, I was, I'm not being punked. If it was those times, that's what she would have said. Yeah. Imagine being in that situation. Like, what in the world would I do? I mean, that laugh was so deep and hurt and like unbelief in disbelief. It was perfect. It was she she pulled it out. Sunken place, (laughs) but the opposite. (laughs) But you know what? How about though, Claire's husband after you know the incident? Like seriously. he called her all these names. He did all this. But in the end, did you just see him like well, sitting on the corner distraught? And that's basically how they kind of pictured in the book to me. Yeah. Uh, that was what gave me the hint that they had a little bit more going on than what I was thinking the whole time. But then I'm like, no, nah, it would have been more obvious to me. But maybe I'm just like oblivious to it. Husband. I know. I'm just saying, I just, I, I tend to be oblivious to things that actually are obvious to others. No. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I'm like, wait, y'all saw this? When did this happen? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I I really enjoyed the book. All right, y'all ready to rate? Y'all ready to rate? I'm I'm going first, full glass, because I got that patient was all that. (laughs) I also give it. You like the book? I don't care if you ain't like the movie. That adaptation. Adaptation was spot on. I give it a full glass also. I'll jump in and give my full glass. I've had a full glass or two already. So got a full glass from full me. glasses. Um, I give it a full glass also. So that means full bottle. Full bottle. Sound like Trevor and did it again. What ball? I'm saying what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ready to finish this, y'all. I'm glad y'all gave it a full glass because in my household now. That's the only way I can finish it because certain people think during the podcast I drink too much. So you got to drink a full glass when it gets a full glass. Well, you the feedback drink. I got from your family was that every time we record, you're drunk. And so, <laughs> but also I feel like when it's like a really bad adaptation that really like pisses you off, you have to have a full glass. Also, <laughs> she so does drink a little bit more when it's bad and she's fussing. You're exactly. Right. That's a full bottle right there. It's like I gotta, I gotta. Uh, what do you call it? I gotta censor myself. This. Mu- <laughs> yep. yep. Yes, Ray. Continue that, please. Sorry, your family, but continue that. Right. Yeah. They said that she's always drunk and they just feel like Whatever. the podcast is turning her into an alcoholic. I'm just saying. Whatever. Blame it on COVID. Blame yeah. it on COVID. Quarantine. Exactly. Um, All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us for this review. We really would love to hear what you think about this book to movie adaptation. Give us some feedback. Read the book, watch the movie. It's a very short read, so yes. you can do it like that. Um, and let us know what you think. Yeah. And the movie's short too. It's like an hour and some change, right? Yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah. yeah, it was like ninety minutes, but the, the book on like Audible was only like three hours long, so it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, check it out, people. Read it, read check it, it out. Read it. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Read it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Read it. Watch it. That's our new theme song. Read it. Book a book a watch. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.